0: the VA Life podcast with me, Charlotte Wibberley of VA. Now, I'm thrilled today to be joined by my fabulous friend, um, the lovely Cathy Salsby of Personally Virtual, who is here to talk to us all about her business journey, the highs, the lows and all that goes in between. So welcome, Cathy.
1: Hi, Charlotte. Thanks for having me on.
0: Not at all. Good to finally twist your arm and get you on here. So people kind of will probably know about you, (laughs) that sounds very ominous, but you're kind of very, very prevalent in the VA industry and you've written a book. So tell us a little bit about you, um, your background and how you kind of got into this whole thing, um, this whole VA thing.
1: Whole VA thing? Well, I've had had lots of different jobs uh, during my career. I was a a restaurant manager for quite a long time and... Uh, worked in recruitment and I then fell into being a PA pretty much by accident really Um, to the point where if people asked me what was my typing speed I'd look at them and say if I need one this is not the job for me Um, (laughs) you know secretarial skills pretty low but uh, I'm good at organizing people and that's the part of being a PA that I absolutely loved you know making sure people could do their stuff and do their stuff brilliantly and not have to worry about well will this meeting fit there and how can I get from there to there just loved all that stuff and um yes. and love people so I ended up my sort of longest job if you like was as a PA for a boutique management consultancy where I worked for the two owner directors and I did that I can't actually I keep trying to add up the years and it can be anything between 10 and 15 because <laughs> maths is not my strong point but I did that for a long time anyway <coughs> excuse me both um out here in Beaconsfield, and then we moved um, as a company, we moved into London. So I helped organise an office move, which is also great fun. Um, and then when that ended, I ended up with a self employed, not self employed, what am I talking about? It's kind of weird hybrid employed job for one of the owners of that company and somebody else. I was still a PA, but I was home based. Um, mm-hmm. I used to go into London for the odd bit and to her house for the odd meeting, but mostly home based. Um, and then that was coming to an end I could see it she wanted me full time and wanted me to go back into London I didn't really fancy doing, doing that again um, I got dogs by this point I didn't really want to be out of the house for 12 hours and paying 5 grand on a season ticket so yes. started to hunt for something else and just couldn't find anything that tickled my fancy it was either not paying enough money or it involved going into London and I just felt myself a bit stuck like, oh, where do I go from here and mm. had I'd seen this sort of VA thing. And the first time I thought about it, I went, oh, no, couldn't do that. Oh, no, far too scary. He would not do something me. that yes. stupid. <laughs> <Not> exactly. <laughs> terrifying not having a salary. Run away. Run away. <laughs> um, and the second time, I actually gave it a bit more considerate thought and talked to the lovely Claire Clark, um, who I vaguely knew at the time through dog walking. And I basically made her tell me everything about it during the course of a dog walk. And she then introduced me to a few other VAs who have a meet-up around here. They all go out for a coffee. And I kind of went, my God, people are doing this. You know, people are, are making a living from this. and it And it kind of works. And that blew me away. So I decided there and then to start. And initially started around my full-time job. So I'd do evenings and weekends, and I'd pick up the kind of work you can do evenings and weekends I did a lot Mm. of scanning let me tell you (laughs) on my living room floor uh, with my printer (laughs) a lot of scanning a lot of data entry because obviously you can only do you know it's difficult to do diary management when you're not available through the day Um, and it started from there so yeah it was uh, October 14 I think Mm. Um, and then I was I left one job deliberately as the business built up and then was made redundant from the other one a few months later, which was slightly sooner than I had planned, so that was a bit terrifying. But I was full-time in the business from kind of summer 15 and haven't looked back, really.
0: Yeah, amazing, amazing. And it's it's so true, I you know, that you're kind of outside of London as, as I am and... Um a commute and a season well a commute is a pain and the season ticket is crazy i think your season ticket's way more expensive than mine i think mine's yeah. about four grand but it's just it's it's it takes so much off of what you you're earning yeah. p- potential is in london but more than yes. that yeah the flexibility i guess that it allows you to be able to sort of beat your own boss and you mentioned your lovely dogs um to be able to kind of be around more for them and do what you want to do you just can't it's impossible really to find a job an employed role that will give you that sort of um that level of flexibility that you need exactly um, yeah mm. so mentioning the dogs then you've got two very characterful dogs <laughs> talk, I do talk yes. to us a little bit about um what a typical day in your uh, your life looks like
1: um so I'm kind of an early morning person I so I actually end up working what you would think of as a pretty normal working day, just because it happens to work for me. So I'm, so this morning, I was out in the woods by seven with the dogs, did a, an hour's walk, came back, got myself organized, and I was at my desk for half eight. Mm. Um, and that's pretty standard for me. In the winter, when it's dark early, I might switch a it around a bit. So I do a long walk in the middle of the day, rather than one at either end. But yeah. by and large, my body clock has me at of bed at six. So and I'm pretty good at functioning early in the morning. I don't want to be picking up complicated work at 4 because I'm pretty much done by <laughs> then. Yes. I'll do yeah. stuff, but it has to be things that don't involve a huge amount of problem solving or concentration, you know. So I actually will usually try and book coffees with people about that time because yeah. um, meeting up with people energizes me. So it's a good it's a good time for me to do that.
0: Mid mid to late afternoon nap time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nap or coffee. Yeah, yes. one or the other. Mm. No, that make, that makes sense, and I think yeah, I love that you kind of have a sort of almost a summer plan and a winter plan yeah. just around around the daylight, yeah.
1: Seasonal working plan around dog walking—it's mental. Yeah. But I think, but I think
0: that's got to be one of the benefits of running your own business—is like finding that flow that works for you and going. Well, yeah, maybe maybe a nine-to-five does work, You know, knowing that you don't have to do that, but maybe yes. that does fit into your life. Or equally, if you've got kids doing a nine-to-three, or you know, if you're running yeah. around, ragged around other things, then going, well, actually, as you did when you started, doing more sort of evening-y, what can I pick up that I can fit in non-traditional working hours? It's kind of different options there.
1: Yeah, um, you can just flex it. And I think I have a friend, and we just laugh at each other because we are so polar opposite. And she is not a morning person. I mean, not by any stretch of morning <laughs> but and she will start, she's studying for a Masters or a PhD or something insane and she'll say, oh yes, I'm just cracking on with this essay and I'm like, it's 9 o'clock at night I'm getting ready to go to bed, what's wrong <laughs> with you but everybody has their own body rhythm and I think as long as you know it and you understand it and you can work to it uh, you just have to make it, and that's the beauty of being self-employed, you know, funnily enough most employers won't buy that actually I'm at my best at 9 o'clock at night, can I start then like, uh, no, really you can't no In the office at Not 9 possible. Thank you very much Not possible
0: yeah. Yes 9 to 5 And then leave please
1: <laughs> 9 to 5 that's is so actually far. Quite a short day Isn't it really I don't know I ever worked An actual 9 to 5 8.30 to 5.30 More like Probably Yes I was just going to
0: say six. Yes but yeah. Being a city PA it was, it was definitely Longer than that And then yeah. on the Blackberry On the way home Oh god yes Oh the
1: Blackberry Do you remember Blackberry I love the Blackberry I, yeah. the Blackberry.
0: <laughs> I wanted I, one for ages And then I got one And hated yeah.
1: it yeah, That was the one Yeah I I was so envious and all of a sudden I got one I'm like okay my life is not my own I used to hide mine in the airing cupboard of the weekend
0: (laughs) you used to hide it in the airing cupboard Mm.
1: yeah my boss used to have this really bad habit of sending she'd have a brain dump of a Sunday night and if I picked it up I would then spend all of Sunday night fretting about how I was ever going to make this work on Monday and it just used to stress me so yeah I used to hide it in the airing cupboard
0: (laughs) (laughs) that well known place where nobody can get in touch with you (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh brilliant and so obviously like thinking about your background you've done quite a few different employed roles in your time Um, and now you're running your own business as a business owner so like how's that (laughs) most
1: days terrifying (laughs) Uh, it's terrifying and wonderful and the things I love about it totally outweigh the things that I don't like about it for sure yeah Um, my favorite thing because I'm a real people person which sounds slightly bizarre when you think oh you're virtual you work on your own I don't work on my own um I get to pick who I want to work with both in terms of my team but also the clients I work with and that to me is just such a blessing because we all go through phases where we don't you know somebody winds us up the wrong way I'm sure some of my clients have days where I annoy the Jesus out of them but being able to have somebody that you go we are not a good fit we are just not a good Mm. fit my i'm getting those twitchy employed feelings of i hate sunday nights that to me is all the warning signs of okay they're not the right person for you move on and that's happened a couple of times i mean not often and the longer i go along the more aware i am of the kind of people that work well with me and the kind of people that don't so and i'm better eventually <laughs> trusting my gut you know if my gut says early on not loving this I need to listen to that because um, mm-hmm. when I haven't I've been really wrong so mm-hmm. waking up and knowing that everyone I work with I enjoy working with I respect I really like them that's brilliant what a way to live you know
0: yeah completely that's really free isn't it and I think yeah to be able to sort of pick and choose that way is uh, almost you can't put a price on that because i'm sure anyone listening to this will have been in either running their own business or in an employed role where exactly that they've had a client or a boss or a colleague or something where it's just it's not it's not been easy and therefore when you to have that sort of power or freedom to be able to say no to somebody is ensures that you can keep loving your business basically
1: yeah exactly that's not to say you don't have bad days oh my god you do obviously everybody does (laughs) where it's all really boring or it's all really difficult or uh you know when you first start i it really wasn't what i thought given that my last employed job was home-based i sort of in a way didn't think it would be as different as it was Mm -hmm. and i think Even that, I was probably the closest to a VA you can be without being one. And even I was completely dumbfounded by by the difference in in just the being employed versus not being employed. Mm. Stupid stuff. Intellectually, I knew that I was going to have to go and find work. But I didn't really factor in how that would feel and how challenging it can be sometimes to motivate yourself when there is, you know, no one's biting and you still have to turn up to your computer. No one's making you do it, but if you don't do it that's going to continue and continue it can be really challenging especially in the early stages
0: yeah and I guess that's that's a really interesting point I guess in the early stages as you say you get into either the sort of downward spiral of going no one's biting I don't know how to reach people I'll just give all of this up which I think many people do do yeah. or you get to the place of taking, you know, to refer to your earlier comment taking the wrong kind of stuff and feeling and compromising on what you are enjoying doing or compromising on the rate or compromising on something just to win some business out of desperation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there is something about um, you know, I I don't think I ever took any really low my very very first client was almost before I'd set up, and he was somebody I knew, and he asked me to do something, and I said, "Well, I can't do this as part of my current boss's stuff because it's not to do with him." And he went, "Oh no no, I realised that you'd have to do it like freelance," and I kind of, went, "Oh, freelance, freelance, right?" And I quoted him this rate, and God love him, he was buying blocks of time. And at one point, I said to him, "We said i have been working about three years by this point, but I kept him at the same rate." I said, "Look." i've sort of do this properly now and <laughs> the rate you're paying bears no resemblance to the rate anyone else is paying and you've now got so many hours in the bank i'm going to be working for you until i retire to clear this block of hours <laughs> and uh and he's a really good guy and we and he said well what are your rates now and i i sent him my my current rate card and he went oh that's fine so yeah charge me that i was like what he said yeah charge me that that's, that's your rate charge me it and it kind of blew okay. me away. I'd been <laughs> agonising and stressing and pacing, thinking, oh, my God, I've got to have this really awkward conversation with someone. And I don't like that kind of conversation. And he was just so kind of chilled about it. It made me, you know, think about it in a different way. So it was good. Well, but, yeah, that was the only really stupid rate I had. I think I was 20 I guess quid an hour. We... Something like that. well,
0: that's, see, that's not, that's not too bad That's not too, stupid, either. stupid.
1: <clears throat> no, it's not £7 an hour. But even but twenty pounds an hour was still quite a lot lower than my full hourly rate. Mm. And and mm. a bit lower by that point than my associate rate.
0: Those are the kind of conversations where you have to properly pull up your big girl pants and go, yeah, I just got to do it. And I think the important or the lesson learned from that, right, is going, don't decide the outcome of something before you've uh, before you've done it. Because, you know, we, we always do it and we sit there and go, God, nobody's going to love me. They're going to want to fire me because they can't afford my rate. They don't think I'm worth it. And actually, like, just that's a prime example of your client going, yeah, that's fine.
1: Yeah, whatever. Just yeah. crack on. <laughs> Not to say it'll always be like that, but it has been for me, the more I fretted about something um the easier it's been in some bizarre way you know price rises is Mm -hmm. is an absolute I've only done it um twice and each time I've sort of agonized over it and gone oh my god this is gonna be awful um
0: (laughs) kill me now
1: (laughs) kill me now um but I do try and keep when I'm talking about rates what I've found is um because I get quite kind of stressy about it I'm quite careful to say the rate rather than my rate because somehow that depersonalisation makes it much more of a business thing and much less of a you are paying me thing. Yes. That helps me. Um, And the same with invoicing, actually. I now send all my invoices via free agent and I find that so much more simple. I'd, I'd kind of be writing an email with the invoice every month going, oh, is this the right time to send it? Have I done anything that might have upset them in the last 12... Yeah, you know, ludicrous things going through my head. And now it comes from a machine. It's really obvious it comes from a machine, although it's polite. You know, it's the same wording. It's just an invoice. It's a it's a transaction. It's not a, do you like me today? <laughs> Are you going to pay me today? Because that's that's not work. That's me having a quiet weird meltdown about something completely irrational so yeah having having those systems in place that make it more functional and less personal I think really help me have those difficult conversations
0: Mm. well it's it's just running it like a business and not like a sort of side hustle or whatever like I can't think of a better term is but I think yeah as you say making it making it more professional and running it like a business the, like the business that you are, as opposed to kind of just, yeah, as you say, taking it a bit personally or assuming it's about you. Because in the end, it is a business transaction and your clients are, you know, you're serving them as a business, not as a person. So I think that that makes complete sense. Um, to touch briefly on kind of rates, thinking about, you know, your first client and um industry rates as you know and as I suppose anyone listening to this would know um I and VIPVA are very passionate about kind of industry standards and making sure that people are running their businesses professionally and keeping both themselves and their clients safe um kind of what's your perception of the industry at the moment with regards to kind of where we're at with standards you know what we could be doing better um are there you know can anyone be a VA
1: I don't think question. they can. Well, I don't, I don't think. That, that I think matches. it depends. Um, I I really enjoy talking to people who are thinking about being VAs and giving them the lowdown on what it's like because um, I was lucky enough to have that when I started, and I think pay it forward. You know, so I'm happy to talk to anyone and say this was what I expected. This was what I wasn't. You need to do this. You probably don't need to do that. And I've had a couple of conversations with people who who are not office based workers and these days i realize that you know even five-year-olds can work a pc or a mac but these are people who have no transferable skills necessarily but have seen that there's a way of making money without leaving the house and kind of going oh yeah wonderful so i don't necessarily think those people could be a va today they could certainly you know do a couple of courses train up learn some stuff and then be a va why not and actually i've met VAs who in a previous life have been lawyers office managers project managers all sorts of things and marketing people even because VA is such a huge term isn't it so I'm I suppose a traditional VA in that I tend to do personal assistant related tasks but on top of that I do things that I never did in employed life like invoicing and um, reconciliation I never did those in in my old jobs so I suppose it just It depends on what your transferable skills are. If you have transferable skills and you have the right mindset, which again is a completely different thing, you have to be able to motivate yourself to work and to be uh, accountable, I guess, to yourself. Uh, And I suppose what worries me about some VAs who are just doing it as a, and I hate this word, kill me now, a side hustle <laughs> is that they just want to do it for you know a month or two to make a bit of money to go on holiday and they aren't giving the clients what they need in terms of accountability you know they're not delivering they're not taking it seriously as a business they are just you know treating it like a paper round effectively and it's not you're dealing with clients data you're potentially dealing with their finances dealing with their clients You know, there's a lot of trust that a client is giving to you if you're working on their business or with them in their business. And that shouldn't be taken lightly. And I do worry that some people take it too lightly. Um, You know, and if they don't have the right things in place, they don't have their ICO registration. uh, If they need it, they don't have AML registration. And all those things, insurance, all those things that you should have just to, you know, get up in the morning and say, I'm a business owner... You know, they, people who th- who think, oh, well, I'm only doing a couple of hours here and there. They still need the same basics in place. So they're the kind of people I worry about. I think most people, by and large, if they don't do something, it's because they didn't know they needed to. You know, I don't think people are deliberately not bothering. I think it's that possibly, you know, I, could, I could remember when um, GDPR came in. And it was on the news like a day before the law came in. So many small businesses were like, oh, my God, I never knew this was happening. <laughs> and, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, you know, re- not reasonably sized businesses. But, you know, I guess <clears throat> your small businesses who perhaps mm. don't do much reading, you know, they've been in business for 40 years. They don't do a lot of, you know, they're, they're not on business related groups or LinkedIn or, or any of that stuff. It came as a real bolt out of the blue to them Mm. but as a business owner you're responsible for for keeping on top of some of those things that you know no one's going to come to you and say but yeah well the VAT man might you know HMRC aren't gonna let you forget to pay money but apart from that no one's gonna say this is a new law you need to follow it but you you need to and there are lots of different you know industry bodies VIPVA for example for small businesses you've got you know ipsy federation of small businesses all those kind of groups if you're part of them they will feed you information but if you're not how do you know what's going on and mm-hmm. um, so that's what worries me about the sort of unregulated or un, uncredited, vas i guess well, it's
0: really interesting because, you know, without giving too much away, and then we're only halfway, oh, at time of recording, we're only halfway through our um, 2019 survey, but regulation and accreditation is something that is has been asked for by the industry as well. Um, and obviously, I think we do have an obligation to, to share that kind of information about best practice and to make sure that... Um, va business owners are make are putting in place their insurance and their contracts and their ico registration and you know it's it's not for fun we don't say this kind of stuff because we know we want lots of people to spend lots of money unnecessarily but it is about making sure that they are protecting themselves and their businesses and their clients businesses and are running them professionally so that something bad doesn't happen and as you know even within our own sort of um, private mastermind group there have been people that have had fines off of Um, HMRC for different things and AML and all of that so this 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 stuff is real it's it's kind of just getting to a place of of sharing that information and trying to support people to run their businesses in the right way or to to or to not do it and decide that actually the obligations that are there are prohibitive to them starting or running a a online business so maybe they need to think about something different there's lots to think about. I don't know how I'd survive um, without the sort of support of a group and having people there that ha- have insights that I don't have and, you know, really creating that rounded picture of the industry for for me.
1: Totally. And there are, you know, there are people that have been VAs for 20 years when it wasn't even a name. They are just, they're freelance PAs and they've been out helping people for for decades and then there are people who set up yesterday and we're not all going to be the same but there are some things about being a business owner whether it's a va or a marketer or or any of those things where you just need to have um, some basics to, to protect you as much as anything else i had um i do some work for a client that is onboarding other people and they are freelancers effectively and they sign um an agreement and in that agreement they agreed to have um, insurance and we had this guy say well I'm not getting insurance and I, I spoke to the client I went do we have a chat about this for him because you know I've got more insurance than him and I do admin and he's doing consulting <laughs> so clearly slightly worried about this so I had a chat to him and I went you know it's not it's not for it's not for their benefit it's for your benefit because if somebody sues them their insurance company is going to sue you you know it's they're not going to do it they're nice people but their insurance company if there's a way of that insurance company claiming back money they're gonna come after you if you don't have insurance that's you personally why would you not have it it's going to cost you 20 quid a month ish you know i think he thought it was going to cost thousands and thousands and when i said well yeah mine's not mine's i don't know mine was higher than him obviously i do different work but our capacity for breaking people was probably fairly similar you know we yes. not um We're not juggling the stock market or, you know, in an operating theatre. So, you know, (laughs) it's going to be fairly of a part. And he kind of went, oh, oh, yeah, never thought about it like that. So it's not just VAs. It's, you know, all all manner of freelancers. And he'd been in business for himself, I don't know, over five years, I think. So it's not just us. It's everyone. Um, But he probably hasn't got a, a friendly, helpful group of people going, yeah, you should have that
0: yes have you got this in place yes have you got this in place this is what and this is why you need it absolutely absolutely and um obviously i know that you are you mentioned earlier that you get a kick out of helping people to sort of um well sharing your experiences i guess and helping people that perhaps are entering the industry or really want that kind of what's and all view of uh, what it's like to run your own business so you wrote a book
1: I did. I felt <laughs> I'm so lazy, right? I got sick of having the same conversation like 20 times of people going yeah it's like this and I there. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to write it down. Um yeah, so I wrote a book because um there's quite a lot out there on how to, you know, the practicalities of how to set up as a VA, but there's nothing that really says should you should you set up as a VA? Is it yes. right for you? What's yes. it really like? Um so I I decided to fill that little gap in the marketplace and write a a swearing gin filled um rant basically not no it's not a rant um, about what it's like to be a VA or what it's like to go from being employed to being a freelance and how it feels the things that you might not expect um you know working on your own for example some people have never done that as I say I did that in my last job so that wasn't a particular challenge for me although at the time when I started that I was worried it would be but for some people sitting on their own all day can be devastating you mm-hmm. know It can really mess with your mental health if you're the kind of person who needs <clears throat> other people around to energize them mm-hmm. so you need strategies for that you know or at least to be aware that it may be an issue if not now then in the future and if it is how are you going to manage it mm-hmm. just silly things like that have you got a decent chair you know i spent two years working from home on a well the desk and chair together were about 12 pounds Margos. I nearly broke myself. It was like this.
0: Unsurprisingly.
1: <laughs> no, unsurprisingly, it was a little hammock chair with wheels. I mean, how it held my weight for that long, I don't know. But eventually, I had to speak to my boss and go, "Look, my my ass really, really hurts. I'm going to have to buy a proper chair." <laughs> because it hadn't occurred to them to ask, because they'd never had a home-based employee before. Oh, how you know, where are you working? But I hear some people who you know sit and work on the sofa all day, or at their dining room table, or you know, and each of these things you need a strategy you know if you are working from your dining room table do you clear all your work away at the end of the day or does it sit and look at you and stress you out of an evening or if you are sat on the sofa how do you differentiate your work time and your not work time you know if your laptop's just there it must be really easy to just pick it back up and do a couple of bits and put it back down and before you know it you're working you know, 15 16 hours a day so all these things you need to think about which you perhaps haven't had to think about before
0: mm. Yeah, well, as you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of your book. Um, I think it was funny because when you first sent me your book, it I read it, but then my husband, who has nothing to do with VAs apart from being married to me, also read it and just thought it was the most amazing book about being an, an, <laughs> a business owner, because he is also a business owner. So um, it's just, it's just as you say, it's a warts and all view of what you, I guess what nobody else tells you, so not the practicalities of necessarily of you must put this in place or this it's it's the real life stuff it's the stuff that nobody talks about it's almost like a hurrah for gin but for vas <laughs> so yes. anyone that's a parent here that knows hurrah for gin and you read it and you go yes that that that's the stuff no one's talking about it's that but for vas yeah um, without the nice cartoons so
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe you should start some cartoons maybe maybe maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is you know the next evolution of um, virtually painless
1: yes Uh, yes. if you ever
0: end up going into that but i think it's it's really important you know i give it away to all of my trainees because i think it's essential that they understand that side of it and um to touch on that isolation piece certainly that was by far the hardest thing for me when i started my business was just going from busy team talking to people to um to suddenly being room on my own um Yes, and silence surrounds you. Silence, <laughs> yeah. Unless you whack Every the now music and
1: up, which of course you can do when you work on your own.
0: Of course, music up. <laughs> and I would also find I'd have nearly an hourly visit from one of my cats.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I, I do talk to the dogs quite a lot. I talk to myself a lot. And that is actually quite bad because if I now go and work with somebody else, I can't stop talking to myself. <laughs> so I do look like the village nutter. Um, and I'm, <laughs> I've got a client I'm going to go work with for a couple of days over the summer and I'm like, oh, I must just like zip my mouth. Do not mutter to yourself because it's um, it's kind of ingrained in me yes. now. I can't stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's usually okay. But yes, mate, you need kind of a buffer on for when you're around other people. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, or oh, gag, one or the yes, other.
0: Yes, something. Oh, I'm just kind of conscious of time but just before we... End. I'd love to hear because I mean, I anyone that knows Kathy knows that she's worked with a load of different clients. She's, uh, uber VA, but I'm sure she's also shared some of her amazing anonymous client stories. So give us a, a funny client story or two. What's been your sort of strangest (gasps) or weirdest moment with your clients? (laughs)
1: I, I do sometimes, and I thought this actually in the world of dating, I thought I had like a little post it with nutter's apply here on my forehead, <laughs> and I certainly have had a couple of corkingly um, nutty, wonderful but nutty clients. Um, I advertise um, in my local village magazine, which is a cute thing. It's got stuff about the W I jam sale and the, you know, local girl guides Lovely. and something from the vicar. It's really cute, and I advertise in that because I think it's good to support it. But it actually has bizarrely enough got me two clients. Which, the first one was a complete shock and the second one, I was like, oh my goodness, this is you know twice <laughs> as many clients as I ever thought this would lead to. Um, and the first one is a perfectly normal client. We do admin. Um, it's great and he happens to live around the corner. Uh, the other one was um, an older chap who rang me up and said oh, I've got all these cigarette cards. I was like, okay. And I want to sell them, so I need to have them typed up effectively to, so I can you know, go on specialist sites and upload them I dread to think. Uh, Anyway so I went around to his house and he was in a lovely little house in the cute little village next door to me and the house was like it was like a museum so we had to walk past about 20 grandfather clocks then there was a whole room of um, musical I think it was gramophones uh, old gramophones totally bizarre then we finally got to this table with what felt like a million cigarette cards and bless him he'd already started writing all these cards out so I know nothing about cigarette cards but They are very collectible apparently and they have um, like themes and certain ranges and you know I suppose a bit like stickers, probably a tad more posh than your panini stickers but you know (laughs) what I mean, people collect them and they want a whole set and blah 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 (laughs) or they want a whole year or anything to do with dogs, whatever it may be. (laughs) So we'd started painstakingly writing these out and they had like a special code or something and then they had a you know a year and a minute you know maybe four or five different things per card and he'd written pages and pages and pages of these things out onto a4 paper and there were probably another 20 boxes still to do and i still want the best thing to i just think probably what you want is a spreadsheet because then you can sort it so if people want a particular year or a particular kind then they can sort it by whatever their thing is that they're looking for and he cl- looked at me blankly <laughs> so I got my laptop out I you know four seconds later had a little spreadsheet with you know code year whatever the things were he's like whoa <laughs> and I, yeah, put what is this magic <laughs> what is this magic and you know you like I've, I've entered a world <laughs> I've entered a world. and <clears throat> he was very sweet and then he said well of course you yeah, know back in the day I used to have gals gals in the typing pool that would do this for me." I'm like oh lovely nice. marvellous good yes so glad I wasn't born in those times um and then he, was, he said uh, I said well you know I can do this I, you just have to you know give me the paper I can take it away I can do this you know as many as you want whatever um and he said well can I watch you do some so like, uh, if you want yeah okay um so you know I start sort of data entering this stuff in like is he checking my typing speed or making sure I know how to work the spreadsheet that he didn't know what it was five minutes ago it's all very surreal um and then he said oh you know i'll i don't want to give you the originals that." I was like, that's fine i'll take a photo you know you don't have to give me the originals in case something happens so i took a photo of a couple of these sheets and i'm like this is not going to take me any time at all do you want to give me some more no 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 that's fine so i took these sheets brought them home entered them it took oh about seven minutes i mean something ludicrous and I rang him up and said right i've done it here's the here's the... i think i might have emailed him i think he may have had email i don't think he was that." Behind the times, I do think I may have emailed him. Um, and anyway, the long and short of it was, I, I said to him, "This is not going to be very cost-effective. You've got a grandchild that could do this for you, you know, for a fiver or something." <laughs> because there's there's a lot of these cards. it's going to take a long time, and I don't know how much you're going to sell them for. But it's going to be a bit of a hit off your profit. I'm sure you know a small child would be happy to earn some pocket money and uh, I don't know if he did that or he just decided it was far too much hard work but yeah I had to bill him for about seven minutes in the end and then he said <laughs> can I send you a check and I was like no <sighs> no you cannot I, it would take me longer to pay the check in by about four times than it the work took um, so he, he put some cash in an envelope through my front door <laughs> bless him and then I was sitting looking at this cash going, how do I work this on free agent? Oh, yeah. my God, my head is going to explode. Do I... And I worked it out in the end. I just transferred it from another account because I was not driving to the bank to pay that in either. But, yeah, so it's But, yeah, so the odd quirky non-corporate thing, but that's what makes the world go round, right? I was you know. going
0: to say that's what keeps it interesting, right? Yeah,
1: you do not know what to expect.
0: Anything you can have happen. no idea. Your next so, yeah.
1: bizarre client could be
0: just around the corner. Yes.
1: Oh, yay. Actually, I think I may have met her already. <clears throat> <I've... laughs> ah, interesting. I'm going to look forward to this next update on when I get you back on the podcast. Yeah, yeah on-site filing. And you know when you read someone's website and go, ooh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> one of those. So, um, Well, yes.
0: follow your own advice and listen to your gut on that one.
1: Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, and... if i I like the person it's absolutely fine you know i know everybody has their niche and i have my i have my target clients for sure when i'm doing my marketing i i have a very clear picture in my head of who i'm writing for and what i'm looking for but my my kind of gut rule is as long as i like them and the work is interesting so give or take you know data entry of six million cigarette cards um although i quite like a bit of data entry it sounds a bit weird but sometimes it's quite nice to do a bit of brain dead you know not yeah for hours and hours but it's quite nice sometimes to not have to think for a couple of hours um yeah as long as i like them and they can pay the bills and i enjoy the work then i'm kind of good with that yeah It's, it's if i if i find their working style really really different to mine that i will run away screaming
0: but then you so can yeah. say no and you've got the they power to say, say no, no or to or to refer them on indeed, refer indeed. Them on somewhere else. so Kathy
1: look what's next for you well there may be book two yeah it's, it's a very it's, it's it's a long way on the horizon and every time I think of it I, I get my little brain goes I'm still quite tired from the first one which is absolutely <laughs> rubbish it's 2017 I've got to get over it it's become a little mantra in my head that I need to get rid of really fast. Um, so that's on the cards at some point in the future. Very uh, exactly. Hopefully, early stages, but yeah, that's good. Um, and yeah, just doing what I'm doing and enjoying it, really.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Sounds amazing you've had an exciting journey so far and I can't wait to hear more funny client stories and um, insights and um, I can't believe on this podcast recording we didn't get um, stropping in there
1: (laughs) no Uh -uh. that's such an important part of my mental health management as well (laughs) quickly to the listeners what your yes, stropping, stropping strategy is <laughs> my stropping strategy yeah when you have a bad day and you go shopping it's not so much shopping as, as stropping so you have like a strop and you shop so it's very dangerous obviously especially after a glass of wine with the <laughs> old online stropping um yeah my flatmate and i came up with it when we both have we have a bad day it was either go to the pub or go stropping um so yeah we go stropping <laughs> and 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 it's not often very successful you, you know you Because you're just on a mission to buy something to make you feel better. Quite often, what you buy is crap. Or you wear it once and go, I don't know why I bought this. Mm. Bears no, you know, I didn't really need it. I don't really like it. It's just, uh, yeah. For me, my my safest dropping is usually stationery. Nice pens, nice notebooks.
0: Yes, basically, we need to up our rates and charge more just to cover the costs of our stationery (laughs) dropping.
1: Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Stationery dropping. And the handbags are also good. but yes, yeah, I've seen your closet and
0: time. I know that you have a penchant for I uh, for handbag handbag coins so. as
1: well. Oh, <laughs> That's me. my cold version. <laughs> it was much worse before. I married would my house in January, so you saw it after the cull. It was a lot worse, believe me.
0: <laughs> well look. Um, thank you so much for taking time out to talk with me and us on this podcast today uh, there's been too many things we've covered to, to summarize right now but um, it's been really interesting to get your kind of insights on starting a business running running a professional business how you kind of manage your clients and yeah just saying being able to pick and choose your clients and pick and choose what you do in business and how you work it's it's liberating and I think this will be really inspirational to people that are either thinking of starting or people that are already you know doing the doing the juggle struggle um of, of running their online business so good luck with that second book i'll thank be kicking you, you up the bum to get it done um, please do and yeah come back on and talk to us about it when you've uh, when you've got more to say about it can't wait to hear
1: fabulous i will thank you so much for having wonderful.
0: me. wonderful pleasure
1: thanks my dear chat soon bye, bye.